0: It's a utility application, very commodity-based when you think about it from the fact of a title or a deed, you know, transferring ownership, but it gives power to the people that own the asset because you don't have to go through these gatekeepers and intermediaries anymore.
1: What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Struggle to Strength podcast, your source for real-life application on how to turn your struggles into strengths in all things mind, muscle, and money. Dude, that was cool yeah anthony's the man anthony is the man anthony is the man who made nfts not so complicated yeah <laughs> <laughs> this this was a this was a really great episode and it all stemmed from the core question that travis and i had about nfts which is what the fuck even is it <laughs> what even is it so anthony came on uh anthony Mangello who uh, he is one of the founders of the Bulls and Apes project and is very well versed in NFTs. What they are, how they started, how they can be utilized, makes it really simple. He has some great analogies that made it really simple to understand how you can use them and how they benefit both the the consumer and the the business. So this was a great episode. I took a ton of notes. I don't know about you, Travis. I took a ton of notes. Um, and I have a lot of ideas uh, on how I might use them in my own business and just in my life. Um, so I highly recommend y'all grab a notepad or keep your notes app on your phone open for this one. Uh, Anthony is going to make things really simple. We'll see y'all inside. How did you learn so much about NFTs? Like, where did how did you get to where you are today that you that you know so much about them?
0: Yeah, sure. So um, uh, first, to take a step back, I've got a, a 20 plus year corporate career. So very traditional insurance industry commercial property casualty insurance running global teams working for big organizations like AXA and XL um working in in Hartford Connecticut you know insurance insurance capital of the US and and so very very conservative uh, boring industry and and as I was in in a uh, you know a decent role um always did strategy technology delivery change management transformation um and I started hearing about NFTs. Well, first before that I was hearing about crypto and it just wasn't for me. Um I just didn't get involved. I was like okay, you know, sure, digital currency sounds interesting, you know, wake me up when it's uh when it's real, right? <laughs> and, and then I started hearing Mark Cuban and Gary V talking about NFTs. And I respect both of them from a business perspective. And so um I was like, well, let me let me take a look at it and I remember um hearing Gary talking about this one NFT called CryptoPunks. And I was like, oh, you know what? Sounds interesting. Let me go buy a few. And so I open up my laptop. I got my credit card out and I hop onto the website. And number one, it tells me I got to buy crypto, which I had no idea you needed to buy crypto. And I'm like, what the hell? And then I look at the price tag and they were like $30,000 each. <laughs> and, and I'm like, all right, yeah, close the laptop. <laughs> I'm like, okay, not not for me. Um, but then they were, they kept talking about it and, and talking about, some of the uh, practical use cases and it started getting me thinking through this new wave of technology and and I saw web 1 I saw web 2 and and I wanted to get out ahead of web 3 so I was like okay even if I'm not comfortable with it let me just throw myself into it let me try it out let me force myself to be an early adopter and um and just you know just just get out of that comfort zone And i did and so i bought some nfts um small smaller price tag a lot smaller price tag than a thirty thousand dollar one but um uh, i got involved and then when i got involved i saw something special happening um and i saw this community aspect to the nfts that that felt like real social to me you know forget instagram posting your photos and people liking and commenting all that there was a lot of real engagement real interaction Real creativity and collaboration coming together in this space, um, and then I just started diving in a lot more and volunteering my time while I was working full time in the corporate world, and just uh, saying, "Hey, I'll work nights and weekends. Here's my experience. I'll I'll help. I'll help you guys out." And then what I saw then was that there was a, it was very similar to the dot com days, you know, late nineties. You know, a lot of really bright um, individuals coming up with bright ideas, but very very little business sense on how to actually build a business. Um and that's when I met the other two co founders, Manny and Guy, And the three of us said, Hey, do we think that we can we can we can do a decent job and and make an impact in the space? And so that's uh that's how I got to founding um the Bulls and Apes project.
2: What's um what's a good definition for the difference between web one, two, and three, because that's another thing I hear a lot where I'm that's like, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I get it, but I actually don't really know what that means. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I, I, kind of hate those terms too, web one, two, and three, cause you know, it doesn't really capture it. It, it assumes that everybody, everybody knows. So uh, forgive me for, for using it. Right. So web one to me was around um, internet websites, e-commerce. Um, so think eBay, think Amazon. Okay. Um, and then web two was about cloud computing, social media, and apps, you know, okay. iPhone apps. Um, and and what, what a lot of people, that's the core technology piece. What a lot of people don't realize is what enabled apps to happen is the fact that you had cloud computing in the background, right? The same right. thing, what enabled websites to happen is that you had the internet in, in the background. Like that was the backbone. So when you get to web three, the backbone to web three is a technology called blockchain. And what's happening with blockchain, blockchain is a public ledger. So it's no different than any other ledger where you've got who owns what, and you're keeping track of where that asset is and debits and credits. Um, So very, very basic, at a basic level, it's a public ledger. And what that means is that you're removing intermediaries and gatekeepers from, the transaction, a peer to peer transaction. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you a real life use case. Um, let's imagine that your title was your title for your car was managed on a blockchain. Um, if that was the case, you wouldn't have to go to DMV to transfer ownership. You wouldn't have to go to an intermediary because DMV is the one who keeps the register, right? DMV keeps its right. own ledger, it's the DMV registry. That's why you got to register your car with the DMV. Um, If that car was an NFT that was stored on a blockchain, that title, I would be able to just transact with you directly. It would move from my digital wallet to your digital wallet. That's the essence of the blockchain. That's
2: probably a great example because in that example, it's like everybody knows how much going to the DMV sucks (laughs) (laughs) and it it takes an entire day of something that you could be doing else and it's just not fun at all. So you're cutting that out. And then take that that example and think about that applied to kind of everything else, every other different way. There's a a DMV of every situation that maybe you don't even know that this could be more convenient because you don't even know about it, but it's going on.
0: You think about every commercial transaction that occurs, goes through some kind of intermediary at the moment. You're going through a bank, you're going through a credit card company, you're going through Venmo, you're going through PayPal.
2: And it's like the Venmo and then Venmo is cool. But then they're
0: like, actually, now we're going to start charging fees and and it's like not cool anymore. And yeah. Exactly. And so the blockchain technology is decentralizing that commercial transaction so that you can interact directly with somebody to make a transaction. One of the things that when we talk about NFT, so an NFT is a non-fungible token. I know that there's a lot of talk about art and funky monkey pictures and bull pictures (laughs) and you know all this stuff but at, at its at its core an nft is an alphanumeric string that is stored on blockchain and then next to that string is my string of my digital wallet and it says that i own that asset and that asset all it is is an alphanumeric string now when you think about these pictures and and the things that are going on with nfts you can supplement that string with additional data the data could be an image it could be a number of other things that you can imagine if you had a vin number on your car right like a car you've got a vin number and then it's got the model it's got the make it's got the year you know it's got all this additional information or a As house.
2: A special, you could do real estate potentially. Through absolutely.
0: That. And yeah. so that's what an NFT is. It's that VIN number. It's that token ID that's stored on a blockchain. And then there's additional data that's attached to it. But the other thing that is special with NFTs is there's a technology, there's this smart contract technology. And what this means is it's just a computer pro- program. It's just a, it's a, it's a set of code. But what it says is when, when there's a transaction on this asset, here's the logic that you follow. And so now you can imagine, you mentioned a house, there's all these closing costs associated because you got to have lawyers come in and, and legal and take a look at the transactions, sign off on it, all these papers. If the deed of your house was a token, the smart contract was the contract that says, here's how it's going to be executed when there's a, when there's a transaction. You don't need anybody interpreting that. There's no, there's no need for a lawyer in that situation. It's already built into the, into the asset. Automated. Well,
1: that's pretty interesting. So, so you can essentially save on all of those costs as well. Yep. Which is part of what makes us so attractive. Like, we don't need anybody else. You and I can just do this cover this uh, exactly. transaction.
0: Exactly, and that's so this is the power of web, of of Web three. It's the blockchain technology that's behind it. So, think past funky pictures. Think past crazy prices on on these these uh NFTs that are out there but at its core this it's a utility it's a it's a it's a utility application very commodity based when you think about it from the fact of a title or a deed you know transferring transferring ownership but it gives power to the people that own the asset because you don't have to go through these gatekeepers and intermediaries anymore and so that's you know I look at web 1 to me is you know you 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 gave the mom and pops the main street shops a chance to um to fight with the big boys right mm-hmm. and you know you, you, gary b is a good example Look, his dad's wine store went from a local wine shop to a massive wine apple uh, um wine business because yeah. of the internet because of the the websites yeah Who wouldn't have had that opportunity if it wasn't for uh for for the web mm-hmm. um web two, i feel like consolidated again right because now you have twitter owns all the power Facebook has all the power, you're able to socially interact with people and that's where influencers came in. So the attention was was decentralized, but it was through a central party. In my mind now, with the blockchain technology and the commercial aspect of it being decentralized, it's given power to the individual and and it gives the individual power over their asset. Um, I'll take it a step further, you think about digital identity. Today, we've got a Twitter profile or a LinkedIn profile. You know, we think we own it because it has our picture on it, but yeah. we're really only using it within the, I can't take it out of Twitter. Like if I build a business in Twitter or in LinkedIn, I can't take that business and bring it somewhere else. Right. Yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's you there. have to switch that to something that you do own. That's yeah. right. Like even like an email list is more owned than your Twitter profile. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. If Twitter yeah.
2: shuts you off or Twitter goes away, you're, you're screwed. You're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. You're screwed
0: and so the, with their so with the blockchain technology there there's a lot of talk about decentralizing your digital identity so that you could own it and so this is where oh these profile picture nfts are coming into play because people are saying okay this is my digital identity i own it on the blockchain i could take it wherever i want i don't have to uh-huh. use it within a particular platform it goes across all platforms and so now you're seeing things like twitter Twitter is I, is is validating whether you own that NFT that you're using as your profile picture. Instagram is going to start doing the same. And so now you can cool. have a thread that goes across your social accounts um, by owning that NFT that's identified as you.
1: So, okay, cool. So an NFT can pretty much be anything. It's not just the monkey pictures. It could literally be the deed to your house to your profile picture on Instagram. So... I guess I have two questions. One, if I wanted to turn my profile picture into an NFT, what's the process for that? And then another question I have is like, what makes them so expensive?
0: Yeah. OK, so those are, those are <laughs> two, two different questions. But yeah, there's there are um, there like we we have an NFT project, right? So we we've launched NFTs um, and we've done that ourselves. We have a we have a, a pretty large organization. We have a big tech team. And so we have the the skills and the know-how on how on how to do that. Now, for the average person, there are launch pads that are there. So there's an there's a uh, the the primary the primary secondary marketplace is called OpenSea. And OpenSea's is like eBay for NFTs. And they have a, a launch pad there where you could you could you could upload an image and they'll help you through their process mint it um, on on the blockchain, which means Minting it means that's the first time that that token ID is gonna appear on the blockchain. So it's the first transactions called a mint process. So the first time that token ID appears on the blockchain, it's minted um, and you'll associate an image with that uh, with that token ID. Now that image is, is on the blockchain and anybody who is reading the blockchain can have access to it and can validate that you actually own it. Um, as I mentioned, Twitter has that integration, it has the blockchain integration. Um, and provides a, a verification process to make sure that you you are the one that actually owns that that image. Okay. Now so on the other side, what That's makes cool. it so expensive? Some of these, yeah. and and this is part of the immaturity of the of the market um, at the moment. It's again very similar to the dot com days when you're looking at some of these websites and you're like, where's this valuation coming from? Like, why is this IPOing and it's one hundred and fifty dollars a share? It doesn't make sense. Where mm-hmm. where's the revenue? And it it wasn't there. The same thing's happening um, in in the NFT space. And it's calming down a little bit now, but very, very speculative. And and so there's people speculating that this is going to be the next big thing. And so people are jumping in with a lot of money. But the other aspect of it is there's a very heavy focus on digital digital collectibles right now. Mm -hmm. And there's rarity associated with collections. Like our collection uh, is the bulls. We have 10,000 bulls. Some of those bulls have gold skin and the gold skin ones are super rare compared to the brown fur bulls. Mm-hmm. And so people are going to, they want the, the gold, the gold skin versus the, the brown fur. So it becomes very similar to Pokemon where you've got a, you've got a collection of cards, but man, that Charizard, um, you know, everybody's going for that. And it's, it's worth a ton of money because it's, it's hologram or it's, it's whatever else. Um, so there's a, a lot of NFT collections, including ours takes a digital, a digital collectible approach to the, to the collection.
1: Mm-hmm. Do
2: you see like <clears throat> the future of NFTs? like, do you see artwork and collectibles actually being the future or something more like process oriented that is like, did you like, you know what I mean? Like, let's say you, yes. let's say you were to fast forward like 20 years from now. Um, do you think that the like the collectible thing that's what everybody has heard of when it comes to nfts like do you think that that is still going to be something big or is it going to be more like you know we're using this process to sell tickets and sell cars and sell homes and like is yeah what do you what do you think I guess I think
0: the the technology that we call today that we call nfts I don't even think you'll say the word nft I think you'll just say, "Oh, I got my ticket to the Yankee game," or "I've got, mm-hmm. I've got my loyalty card to um, this, you know, to Starbucks," or "I've got my loyalty card to this group of restaurants." Um, I've got my title to my car. I've got my deed to my house. You're not going to say, "Oh, it's an NFT title," or "It's an NFT deed," or "It's an NFT loyalty card." And you're just going to call it a loyalty card because that's the technology that everybody's everybody's just using. Um, and so, I, I, I definitely, firmly believe twenty years from now, um, that there'll be digital collectibles, absolutely, just like there's trading card games today, and it's collectibles in in the real world. You think about the amount of the amount of money people pay for um, for watches and for cars. People who collect cars, they're not really driving those cars all the time, right? They're they're looking at them in their twenty car garage, um, or they're looking at their watches collected. You know who's to say that they're not going to be collecting digital items at, at some point in the future? And man, those are a lot easier to store and a lot e- a lot safer to, uh, to easier to transport, easier to to buy and sell. Um, so I do believe that digital collectibles will be part of the puzzle, um, but I think they'll be a small part of the puzzle. The bigger piece is exactly the process oriented things that you were you were talking about. Right now, does that is, does that rely on continued decentralization of the financial industry? Then. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to be the big. And remember, I, I come from the insurance side, right? And mm-hmm. we've been talking about blockchain technology for about 10 years now. Um, and so there'll be industries that are slow to move, like insurance, um, where maybe 20 years isn't enough. Um, but there'll be other parts. There'll be other industries that move move pretty quickly. Look, the two things that pay out convenience and, and cost. Right. So if if a, if a technology provides more convenience and lower cost, it's gonna it's gonna win out over time. Now the the caveat to that is that the technology is new. Um, I we're, we're very much in the dial up phase of the blockchain technology. When we talk about how easy it is to transact, and it is. Um, I I pay some of our contractors in crypto, and man, it's so they get it automatically. You don't have to wait for the bank to clear it, and you know my my crypto contractors they get their money right away my USD contractors they gotta they gotta wait you know a, a couple of days until until it processes mm-hmm. um but the crypto transactions there's there's a, a fee called a gas fee associated with every crypto transaction and today that could be nine bucks it could be 10 bucks it could be 20 bucks to execute a transaction depending on how congested the network is um you'll you'll be paying a, a gas fee and that feels a lot like dial-up where I, I do believe that as the technology gets more advanced, that cost has to get down to cents pennies mm-hmm. for people to really, you know, really, really catch on. Because otherwise, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to buy coffee on blockchain. If it's going to cost you three bucks, four bucks to do the transaction, right. it's, just, yeah. it's just not going to happen.
2: Yeah. And also it needs to get like more user friendly because, you know, like people that don't, that like, you know, the, the internet or any, any people who aren't like super intuitively educated about like computer stuff. Like when you go online and try to use crypto or, uh, NFT type sites, it's like very overwhelming and Mm confusing and confusing versus hopping on your Amazon app on your phone and just pressing buy and it shows up at your house in two days. Absolutely. But I think, I think What, I don't know what I'm kind of hearing and what makes sense to me is like the web three type of explanation, I think makes the most sense because yeah, great. Amazon is like insane now, but if you were to go look at the internet, when it first came out, when there was dial up, it was like, how the hell do you use this thing? And 99% of those websites don't exist anymore. Like what you were using it for at first is like, doesn't exist. They're all gone except for like a couple.
0: Mm-hmm. so yeah and you mentioned Amazon Amazon just announced that they're going to be launching their own nft Marketplace in April wow. uh, so that, that was just announced which was pretty pretty massive yeah. and what they're doing is they're going to have um an interface that um, is a buffer to all of the the web 3 um technology so you'll be able to use their you'll be able to use their cart you'll be able to use the credit card it'll automate a lot of the uh the web3 setup in the background um wow. to to help with with people getting over the the obstacles the technology obstacles so you know already you know you're, you're looking at a pretty a pretty big player that's jumping in and and you, we know they they know how to how to deal with with consumers and make it easy yeah. for consumers
2: yeah you see uh are you worried about like the future with you know i think most people who don't i think most people probably don't understand like what all of this stuff. And most people, and if you don't understand it, then you're probably in that, you're more inclined to be in that camp of like, you know, you see these like crazy high, you just see people like losing money, you know, yes. seemingly on these like high level collectibles. And then they think like, Oh, this is a scam or mm-hmm. it had its time and it's dead. Or we just like, don't trust it anymore. Do you see like an issue there? Or do you think it'll kind of just be like, people will start using them without even realizing cuz like the technology is still getting developed in the background and it's like like kind of what you said like you might you probably won't even call it an nft in mm-hmm. a few
0: years you 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 won't um and and I, so i think it's i think there's there's a couple of um phases to this i think there's we went through a phase of holy crap What's going on there? Why is everybody making all this money and everybody jumping in and and I'm glad that it's actually gone down a lot the noise because we're building a real business. and that kind of noise isn't good for real business people um, because you're drowned out by all of the all of the hype. So the yeah. bear market that we've been in since last spring um, has actually helped us establish ourselves as real players in the in the space. and so we we now are, Pretty well recognized within the NFT space um, as you know, real business people who are who are deliver, uh, delivering and building a real business, um, and and so that phase hopefully is behind us. There's going to be another phase that comes in where the people that that got scared off because of the hype and then the big drop and all the scams. I think there are some people who are genuinely curious and are are usually the ones that you know like to get the new technology first. I think they're going to come back in, hopefully, with brands like ours that have a reputation, who are reputable, that have real business experience that we're bringing to the table. And then I think that you'll see different industries join on. Gaming, as an example, um, I think that gaming is ripe for for this technology. You think about the amount of money. I know I have three daughters, 15, 11, and 9, the amount of money that I spend on Roblox. And that... All the time and all the building that they've done, it stays within Roblox. Now, imagine if those were all NFTs and they could, you know, when they were done, they grow out of the game. It could get sold to somebody else. So I could I could get some of my money back. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and all, all of that effort that was put in. So I think that like gaming, I think, will come around and we'll start using the NFT technology Um, sporting industry with tickets. It just makes yeah. sense that a ticket is an NFT. You know, I I still have a lot of my tickets from some of the the Yankee games that I've gone to. It would be pretty cool if that was an NFT and I could store it in my digital wallet. So I think you'll have rather than your bedside (laughs) table. Exactly. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, I think you'll have slices of industry like that before it gets to the point where people are just using NFTs and not even thinking about it right
1: yeah that that was something that I was I've been thinking about you know I operate a a coaching business Travis has his media company and we're we've been talking like how can we incorporate nfts into our businesses into everyday businesses you know do we uh, upload training programs as nfts and sell them that way do we put our contracts into a token and you know utilize that so um do you do you see this being used in across the board in all industries, or what are some ways that we can help move that along, or we can take advantage
0: of it ourselves? Yeah, I think you've got to look at um, where where can you like you've got to ask the question why an NFT, right? Mm-hmm. Why like and where are you where are you trying to um, manage uh, ownership of of an asset? And I say use the word asset, and I'll explain what I what I mean by it in a minute, but where where are you looking to manage you know ownership and can you can you do that more effectively by delivering more value to your audience to your community by using that technology and one of the, one of the ways that I look at it is um, you think about being a member of a pool club or a member of a tennis club or a member of um, a country club you know you you pay for that you pay for that um, that membership but when you're done and you don't want to use it anymore you just give it up and there's a waiting list and people. People, it's just next in line. Imagine if if that that slot, that membership slot, was uh, was an NFT, and you own that slot. Yeah, of course you paid your dues each year, but you owned your slot, um, your your membership. What if you could you know sell that spot um, to to the to the community? So, you know, it's it's a way for you to kind of gate the community, make sure that the person who owns it has access to it, but you're also giving them something valuable in turn. By you know, they actually own their spot in that community, and that's that's kind of how we're approaching it right now. Where you know we've got um, our community is called the the inner circle, and one of the things that we do for for our community is we've got deep ties in the VC world, and so we bring VC deal flow um, to the community. Our community was able to invest in SpaceX recently, um, so we've done we've done twenty one deals so far um, that our community was able to get access to because they own one of our NFTs. Now, someone else might say that that's appealing, and they could go and buy one of our bulls, and then therefore have access to the the VC deal flow that we have. So we look at it as kind of a virtual country club, and cool. for us, it's you know we, we want to provide different ways for people to um, have um, investment opportunities, opportunities to build wealth, to retain wealth, and that's one of the things that we do for our community. So it's more than just the the uh, the profile picture, the picture of the bull and you know, the digital collectible aspect of it, you know, we've got a community that we've, we've developed that is centered around building wealth, retaining wealth.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I'm thinking of ways that I can incorporate that into my business model as well. The country club, the, the, the analogies that you've given during this conversation have been really helpful. Okay. The okay. country club, the deed to the house. Um, I feel like I definitely have a much better understanding of NFTs at this point. Um, and it's cool to see, to hear that it's just going to be the way the world works in another 10, 15, 20 years. We won't even consider this. But um, you know, the fact that companies like Amazon are going to make it a little bit easier for the majority of people to be able to do it, that's what really gives me hope that this is going to catch on because there's a lot of people who are like us and they're like dude I don't even know what it is like I don't want to spend $30,000 on something I don't know what it yeah, is exactly. <laughs> so, it's 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 really good to hear that um some of these bigger organizations are are going to be helpful in that. Um Trav, did you have any other questions? No,
2: yeah, I think this is good a good uh you know kind of basic explanation and For sure. got some good uh knowledge of kind of where it's where it's headed. Yeah, I think kind of like the the crazy like blow up overnight, flashy object stuff. You know, it's easy to see something like that and be like, that's a scam. But it's like, it kind of yeah. always is like nothing, <laughs> no, nothing like, you know what I'm saying? Like you you could, you could get, whether it's this or, or any, anything, it's like that really like, you know, I just made $50 million in one day type of thing. It's like, That's gambling in a certain sense. Like I wouldn't really bank on that as like a plan for your life, but it's like, what's, yeah, what, what's like the actual like day-to-day use that's going on in the background that you're maybe not even learning about as well, but I kind of, what I really wanted to like touch on.
0: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And, and, and we've, 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 education is a big part of what we do too. We we started, we started the Bulls and Apes project because we thought we can uh, make a difference, you know, in, in an early young space. Um, and part of that is is by not only building, you know, a, a solid project, a solid company, but also doing something that can help others come on. So we've we've um, developed a couple of courses um, as well. So you, they're on our website. Um, we've got an NFT 101 course. We've got an NFT security nice. course. We've got two more courses coming out. Um, and and all of them are, they're about 30 minutes, bite-sized modules. So 10 to 12, two to three minute modules. So easy to easy to consume. They're free and so anybody that wants to wants to hop on you know bulls um you know the our, our education materials there um and uh you know certainly offer that up for anybody who's wants to take it a take it a step further and learn a little bit more
1: that's awesome i'm de- i'm definitely going to do that cuz this was like you said education is the most important part this was super helpful for me i think most of the people that i talk to about NF- nft's are either um poorly informed or they got caught up in the hype but this was very helpful. So I'm I'm gonna check those out. I highly recommend everybody else does too. We'll put the link in the show notes so Excellent. people have access to that. And then um I guess, yeah, give yourself the plug. What else do you have
0: going on besides bulls You said that's what it was, right? Bulls Yeah, it's yeah. pretty in-depth. One of so one of the couple of things that that we've done um a little differently than some other projects. So I mentioned the VC Deal Flow, which mm-hmm. uh, which is very unique. Not a lot of projects are doing that kind of you know utility uh, within within their community. The other thing that we did is we built out our our story behind the bulls and apes like why the bulls why the apes um and there's a creative character there's some tension we've got about an hour worth of narrated storyboard um animation that uh, uh that tells the story of the bulls and apes which you know I've got I've got to tell you there's kids who are like this there's adults who are like this and <laughs> you know people are really into it it's uh it's fun it's a, it's a fun fun aspect that we that we did the other thing that we've got coming out we're in play testing right now with our own uh, physical card game, so a, a trading card game with the Bulls and Apes character. It's Magic the Gathering style style card game. Uh, so we're we're really pushing. Last year was our first year in business. It was all about setting the foundation, getting a core community established, and this year is about expansion. And so we are we are expanding on the IP on the brand um, and and trying to trying to make it as fun as possible. Each every single one of us remembers back to when we collected something we collected um baseball cards or comic books or um, pokemon or you know my my girls collect their lol dolls and all this right we all we've all collected something as a child and you know i think nfts are one of those ways where you could start tapping into the kid inside you and it feels fun again but it's got an an adult aspect to it
1: yeah i I really like that It sounds like you guys are creating a strong brand story that can relate to like a pretty broad demographic, but creates uh like a lot of buy-in, a lot of yeah. like emotional and physical buy-in, mm-hmm. which is, is really cool to hear. Um, Anthony, man, thank you for teaching us about NFTs today. Sure. Thanks I, for having me. Yeah, it. I, I know a lot more about them. I'm not nearly as confused. I have ideas for how I can use them in my business. So this was super helpful. Um, so yeah, thank you again for coming on and talking to us. It's it's been great. Great. Thanks. All right. Thank you, everybody who's tuned in. We'll see y'all next week.